Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. I'm Mike Vardy, and this is the Productivityist Podcast. It's not very often where I have a guest that actually has 
promoted something that I've written and put it out in words. And I've had people say, wow, the way that this guest said it is amazing. And uh, it's almost as good as you said it, if not better. And that's happened on this episode. Uh, welcome to the Productivity is Podcast. I am Mike Vardy. And this week on the show, Craig Kulik is my guest. And he is the creator of Create Good Mornings. He writes about how to customize your morning to build better habits, be more productive, and prioritize slowing down. Uh, now, the reason I mentioned that other thing off the top is that he came to my World Domination Summit Academy. We'll get into this a little bit more during the episode, but I, you know, he really broke down time crafting in this blog post. We've, of course, linked to that in the show notes, which I'm sure you're going to check out, just like you're going to check out this conversation I had with Craig Kulik here on the Productivities Podcast right about now. I'd like to welcome Craig Kulik to the Productivityist Podcast. Craig, thanks for Happy joining to be me here, today. Mike. So we, uh, whenever I start off an episode, if you've not listened before, I kind of go over how we met, if I've met the guest in person before, and we met at the World Domination Summit. Go figure. I mean, I've meeting and met a lot of people at that uh, at that conference, having gone, you know, seven years running, and uh, it was great to like. W- when we first came across each other, it was in, was it in, it was in my, my academy session, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, I believe it was first thing in the morning. I got there early and you were hanging around talking to some of your friends and I just connected into the circle and we started, started chatting. And uh, we, I'm not going to push this too hard because uh, we actually talked about this before the breakout. Uh, you did a really excellent job of kind of distilling um, what you can learn from me about productivity. So if you've not read any of my stuff before, or you want to know more about time crafting, and uh, you, you want to get it in a, a estimated reading time of 10 minutes, I'll put a link in the show notes as to how you could do that. Because uh, Craig has basically shared what you can learn about me, uh, learn from me rather about productivity. But I want to talk about um, how you can create good mornings. And And for me, I think the biggest thing uh, and we're going to dive into rituals and all that stuff. But for me, when I see this, when I see good mornings, my my back goes up a little bit initially. Now, you and I have had a chance to chat before, but my back goes up because whenever I see that, it's it's it, I'm thinking, oh, no, this person is going to be telling me I have to get up at 5 a.m. And, you know, I have to write in the morning, even though I'm not good. So I I, I tend to dismiss it out of hand, or I used to tend to dismiss, dismiss it out of hand. But can you tell, um, you know, my audience here what, what create good mornings is about because it's not about that right absolutely i think that is one of the most common myths about mornings is people seem to think that excuse me people seem to think that this means waking up early and going through some step-by-step process that is going to make you happy and more cheery and that's not at all what this is about it's about starting your day in a way that makes the most sense for you um, in a way that you are being aware and intentional about what you're doing and why you're doing it. And that can help you to get to a place in the future that you want to get to. It might give you enjoyment in the day that you're having during that day. So a lot of what I talk about is that creating good mornings is about customizing your morning to what makes sense for you in terms of your lifestyle, how much time you have, what your goals are, what your life stages, like if you have kids or if you don't have kids, if you work from home, if you don't work from home, there's so many different factors that play into this. But it's really about what does the first few hours of your day look like? What can you do differently? How can you uh, shift or adapt that over time? 
and just continuing to come back and being reflective about that time because what I've discovered is that as someone who is like you, I am not naturally a morning person and I fell into this because I was looking for a way to develop better habits. And what I've discovered is that I am so much more productive and creative and focused in my work in the morning, but also throughout the day. It's it's acted as a bit of a training period for me to develop positive habits and effective habits in the morning that have then translated to other parts of my day. Let's talk about let's talk about the the, the power of routines and especially morning routines because we I've talked about this before how evening routines uh, are kind of my my jam initially is like how how evening routines shape my day for the next day because frankly I suck at mornings and to be able to go into the next day with this idea of a daily theme so that I've, I've got some intention to move forward with and then I've got a way to pay attention to things. How do how do routines? You talk about how they help you know kind of shape you in, in a way. What when when did you kind of discover that you needed to put routines in place and where, where should someone start? Do you think when it comes to building a routine so they can start to, you know, move their day forward with, you know, and you put this, you put this uh, pretty eloquently on your start here page on your site, you know, you basically say, uh, you know, um, good, the, good, the create good mornings definition is, is that you aim for intentional, effective, satisfying and calm. So let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about the power of rituals and routines. And I'll connect this to mm-hmm. a, a bit of a funny anecdote about why routines are important to me and why I think they're important to a lot of people. So a few months ago, my partner decided to bake some cookies, he was going to take them to work and give them to his colleagues. And we don't normally have cookies in the house because that doesn't work well for me. I love cookies and we'll eat them at every chance that I can get. So he bakes these delicious cookies. And the first bite that I took out of it was incredible. It was, these were chocolate chip Reese's Pieces cookies. Uh, of course, homemade, that soft, chewy moistness. And I just devoured the cookie and ate a second cookie and a third cookie. I think I stopped at six or maybe seven. And that was because I knew that Joel was taking these cookies to work the next day. So the next morning, he takes all the cookies except for two and leaves them for me on a tray. I ate those cookies by 9 a.m. And I looked over on the stove and I saw that there was a baking tray there. And on top of the baking tray were these burnt cookies that didn't make it. I looked at them and thought, huh, those don't look like they're that bad. So I picked up a burnt cookie and I took a bite into it, uh, and it was disgusting. It was terrible. It was burnt. Um, and I thought, what was I thinking? Why did I do that? But then I had this other idea. What if I use my front teeth and like gnaw off the tops of the cookies? Then I can do- enjoy the cookie tops. And so I did, and they were delicious. And I texted Joel and said, I can't stop myself. I just ate all the cookie tops and texted a photo of the cookie tops. So this is an example of not being very intentional about what I was doing, which I will sometimes let myself do. But I think this is something that we can all connect to because we can all be impulsive with maybe waking up and checking our phone or checking email or going on social media. And that becomes our mode, that becomes our our habits. So for me, uh, building up some constraints or barriers around what I 
allow myself to do in the mornings and other parts of the day through rituals and routines has been really effective. Except I don't live by the motto that you need to do this all the time. I think once in a while you want to let yourself go and eat a bunch of cookies in the morning. So let's let's talk a little bit about this idea of of you know like the routines for me they book they bookend the day. Do you have an evening routine yes, by the absolutely. way? You must. I love how you talk about this. What? The morning and the evening routines are, are bookends. I completely agree. For me, my evening routine is really short. It's like five or ten minutes because when I was starting to build habits in 2012, the first ones that I wanted to build were physiotherapy for an ultimate frisbee injury that I had, and I was playing a lot of ultimate frisbee. It was really important to me at the time. Uh, I wanted to do a bit more stretching related to that and flossing because my dentist told me that I should floss more. And I tried doing that in the evenings, but the problem was that I would either be too tired or lazy. I would procrastinate it for some reason, or I was working from home. I started working from home at that time, and I would work into the evenings, and it just wouldn't get done. So mornings was the next step of, well, maybe if I try this in the mornings, I'll get it done. And that's what led me to do that. So what I talk about in the blog sometimes is that for some people, it might be the reverse. Like their morning routine might only be five or 10 minutes and their evening routine might be a few hours because that's when works best for them. So I think they're both important, but it will depend on each person as to how much weight you give either one. I want to talk a little bit about the idea of morning habits and sunk costs. I've been spending time, in fact, I, I did a talk uh, at Think Better, Live Better 2018, where I talked about this idea of, you know, um, decision theory. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that comes with behavioral, like a financial theory and stuff like Kahneman and all those people talk about this. You talk about like the lesson of sunk costs applied to morning habits. So I want you to, can you, we're going to link to this post in the show notes for sure. But you were, you were actually at an all day Q&A with Seth Godin where he talks about sunk costs. How, what, what are some of the things that, that you can apply this lesson of sunk costs to when it comes to morning habits? Sure. I, I absolutely love this lesson that Seth gave in this Q&A. It's definitely one of the things that stuck with me the most, and it's the idea that when you make a decision, let's say you buy a ticket for a concert in the future, you're giving a gift to your future self. So today I buy a ticket for a concert. Five months from now, I'm saying, I want that gift in the future. Five months from now, if another opportunity comes up, let's say you might say to me, hey, I got an extra ticket to go to this awesome event in New York City. Do you want to come with me? I said, absolutely. I want to go. All of a sudden, the gift of the concert ticket to myself is not nearly as good. pales in comparison to the gift that you're offering. So I'm going to choose to go to New York on this trip. And what it represents is that that constant reevaluation of what you're investing in. And do you want that now? So with morning habits, a lot of people will will develop morning rituals or routines and it just becomes so routine. It becomes so habit that it's a default and it no longer or it may no longer be serving the purpose of which it was intended to. So you can get stuck in these habits that might not be the best habit for you at that time based on the new goals that you have or the new priorities in your life. So an example for me would be, uh, and I, I've learned to kind of get around this is you know, I, I watch, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals play football, for example. 
And uh, when I watch them live on my planning day, which is Sunday, I have to be not only okay with, but just understand that what what the costs are by spending you know that 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. slot because we're on the you know the the West Coast watching that at that time live versus what if I waited? What if I didn't go onto social media or onto the sports websites or whatever? What if I just blocked myself out, continued with planning, and then watched it at what might be a more appropriate time? And what's interesting from my vantage point on that front is that there is choice there. Like, And if you do that, if I was to watch every single thing live, let's say, uh, or if I was going to binge watch a show on Netflix, for example, the the, the understanding is that this is where our brains kind of mess with us, is that it's not like those shows are going anywhere. I talked to my son about this the other day where he he started freaking out because he couldn't watch a Minecraft video and it was close to his bedtime. And he said, but why? Why can't? I'm like, is the video going to be gone? And he, in his, it, 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 he all of a sudden stopped and he goes, well, yeah. I'm like, no, is it? I said, it might not be in your head right now that like you want to watch it now. So in your brain, it's going, no, I must watch it now, but it's on YouTube. It's not going anywhere. You could watch it at a more appropriate time. And right now is not the appropriate time. Whereas, you know, as we're recording this, you know, the new Jessica Jones season two is coming out tomorrow, basically, as we're recording this. And, and I could sit back and binge watch all the episodes and just know that eight hours or more of my time is going to be lost at that time, or I could spread it out at more appropriate times. I don't think enough people do that. I think people get caught up in the immediacy or this, this, this false sense of fear of missing out when they're really not, they're not going to miss out at all unless, unless they fall prey to, you know, social media as an example or news cycles where they say oh this just happened and why didn't you watch it at this time i think that that's a big problem when it comes to these kind of things yeah absolutely i think a big part of that is the the culture and the age that we live in too right these uh, these tv shows these technologies are designed to be addictive that there are there's a reason why on netflix it counts down the number of seconds until it automatically plays the next episode yeah. and that happens on youtube it actually, it, and it automatically plays when you like, so now when you're scrolling through the app, if you decide that you're going to, on, on TV at least, if you scroll to the show and you leave it there long enough, it starts to automatically play. You can't turn that off. It just starts to play. I think that there's, what's interesting is, is when I was growing up, you, you, I mean, initially you had to watch it live. There was no other way around it. And then VCR, VCRs came along and then VCR plus came along. I don't know if you remember VCR plus, but it was like a, Eight, like a like a numeric code that you would enter and it would know when to record that show so that you could be able to watch it and then um you know eventually you know uh we we managed to get this on demand culture that but now we we don't leverage that and it's the same thing it's funny it's the same thing with time in general you know i mean most people when you talk to them when you talk to most people do they do they either have a morning routine or an evening routine and if so, do they understand that they really have one? Or does it just kind of um, show up in the conversation and you say to them, you know, you do have a morning routine. You do realize that. Yeah, it completely depends. Everyone has a morning routine for the, for the most part. Most people wake up and do similar things or at least some of the same things. So uh, everyone pretty much has one. We all have habits. But uh, in terms of who that would say I have a morning routine versus who would say I don't have a morning routine, uh, it definitely 
it definitely varies. At a place like World Domination Summit, an event like that, definitely find that there are quite a few people that have morning routines. And I love hearing about them mm-hmm. because you know, they can be very, very different, um, have very different components. And you also get the people that will say, I hate mornings. Mornings are the worst. I'm slow in the morning. I don't even want to talk to you really right now because you are talking about something that is foreign. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're stressing me out. Which I can relate to. Well, but why here? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, here's the interesting thing, and this you also mentioned this on your start here page. Like mornings allow us to create space for ourselves and hit the reset button at the start of each day. Good mornings lead to meaningful days. Meaningful days lead to a fulfilling life. Let's make every morning count. And when when I hear people that say that they their morning routine is they get up, have a cup of coffee, get the kids together, you know, they're basically going from zero to sixty, you know, in a span of. Uh, you know, from as soon as their feet hit the floor, I think that that there's room, there's no room for breathing. And that's what like, I don't hate mornings. I'm not a morning person. But I've learned that I have to craft my mornings in such a way that give me like you said, that space allow me to create that space so that I can lean into the day better. Whereas I think a lot of people uh, I'm being very general with some people, let's let's not say a lot of people, they, 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 they are so quote busy or so um, occupied that they don't take the they don't take a gentle enough approach to start uh, to start their day. Whether and, and in all honesty, like what if someone is struggling with that? So let's say their morning routine is literally what I just said. Hey, Craig. Yeah, I, I, uh, sure. I have a morning routine. It's you know, I get up in the morning. I uh, the coffee's already made. I'm making breakfast for the kids, or make or I you know I've got to get to the office in a half hour, so I get through a shower, dressed, head out the door, and um you know and I'm on I'm on on my way to work. I'm drinking. Co- I grab breakfast at McDonald's or whatever drive through. Like, what do you say to that person when they when they say it exactly in those terms? Um, what would your advice be to someone who's who when they finish saying that they're like, okay, so I have a morning, but man. Man, it like it, it's just go 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 fast 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 now now now. What would you? How would someone start to be gentler about that? I have some thoughts on this too, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I, what I would immediately start doing is asking a series of questions to get a better understanding of like what what are the challenges that they're having? Like, what time do they go to bed? Do they have challenges getting up mm. out of bed. Have they been a morning person? in the past like what what is the barrier that's um causing the challenges that they're they're having or or what do they what would they want to change like what do they want to add or subtract so i'd ask a a series of questions but generally speaking i would say to get a really clear understanding of what you actually do every every day so thinking what is my current routine even writing that down for a week and tracking mm-hmm. like what you actually do and the time that it takes. And then from there, thinking about uh, what are some of the things that you want to be doing. And on my website, uh, if people go there and sign up, there is a guide it's called Love Waking Up, Five Simple Strategies to Customize Your Morning Routine. And how I crafted that was by looking at hundreds of people's morning routines and trying to find like what are the common connections what are the commonalities of people and how they choose their morning rituals um one of them one of the strategies in there which i know that you talk a lot about mike is uh, related to planning to planning your day and for me one of the biggest game changers in terms of having mornings that are 
more calm and mindful where I'm not thinking about, oh my God, I need to do this today and this is happening and I'm stressed about this is planning my day the day before. And do, I do that at the end of my work day. It's like the last thing that I do. And uh, I plan my day in, in blocks. But regardless of how I do it, I've already thought about everything that I need to do for that day. And when I wake up, I don't think at all about what I need to be doing. It's really not a thought that crosses my mind anymore. I will have ideas about, you know, oh, I want to maybe write this post or, oh, I have this idea for something through my job. Like I get ideas related to work. I don't necessarily not think about work ever, but I'm never thinking, oh, no, I need to get this done. Oh, no, I'm going to forget that. It's completely taken out that sort of worry and decision making. And uh, that's what I would, would, would really focus on is like what, what are the stresses that are causing much thinking in the morning that are causing them to, to rush and, and not do things differently than how they're doing them. Do you think that people, um, and I definitely want to touch on this a little bit more too, is do you think that people, when they're, when they're in this state, they, you know, they, they struggle with this idea of, okay, I'm going to build a morning routine. And they go from, much like I said, they go from zero to 60 when they get out of bed. Now they're like, okay, I need a morning routine. And they try to yes. do too much. You know, they try to say, okay, I'm going to completely overhaul it. Um, in my in my experience, that just leads to failure. And of course, you tend to throw the baby out with the bathwater in that situation. You're saying, well, clearly morning routines don't work. I mean, I, I would say, and I want to touch on your, I mean, you did do a lot of research on morning routines. There's 127 of them. In fact, we're going to, we're going to touch on that in a minute here uh, once we get back from the break. But I think the other thing is like, start small, right? Like add... You know, if you if you if you already have a morning routine or even an evening routine, like start with three things and just build out from there. Get them sticky, and then that way you've you've built them and go from there. But I want to talk about these 127 morning routines, this massive mega post. But we'll we'll do that because uh, I want to definitely find out what maybe some of your surprising things were, what what the you know what maybe the most unique morning routine were, maybe some of the the. Maybe maybe a morning routine didn't happen in the morning at all. We'll get to that uh, just as soon as we come back. Okay, we're going to take a break because next week, episode 200 of the Productivityist podcast will be landing in your podcast catcher of choice, your podcast platform, your podcast app of choice. That is if you've subscribed to the show. If you have not done that, do that. You know, whether you're using Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any number of podcasting tools will get you the chance to listen to episode 200 where a lot of cool things are going to happen. It's a big celebration. I want you to be part of it. So join me next week, a week from when this episode drops. So the June, we're in June of 2018. I'd love to see and hear from you uh, when we are uh, doing that episode, episode 200. And maybe it'll lead to more wickedly amazing milestone episodes and and celebrations. But uh, I want to see you and hear you there on episode 200. Uh, want to hear the reviews and the ratings and all that stuff, whatever you can do. So episode 200, one week from today, I look forward to delivering it to you in seven days from now, if you're listening to this, when it's been made available to you uh, on your podcast app of choice. Now let's get back to my conversation with Craig, okay? Craig, you you did a lot of research. In fact, I would say that this is the ultimate guide, the ultimate list to customize your morning routine. So what 127, like how did you assemble this? Number one, cause it's a 46 minute read. 
But it, of course, it's a be a skimmer, and it's kind of like reading, you know, Tim Ferriss's Tribe of Mentors or Tools of Titans. It's not something that you're necessarily supposed to go in and, and read from, you know, point one all the way to point one hundred twenty-seven. Can you talk about uh, what were some of your findings? First off, assembling this this mega post, uh, this ultimate list, and then maybe some of the findings that surprised you. Sure. Well, I started assembling this almost a year ago, and it's been an off and on post that I've been working on. Uh, the way that I did it was by starting off with things that I've done and tried. Then I would read other people's morning routines. There's definitely a lot of information about morning routines online and what uh, quote-unquote successful people do or what other people do. So I read through hundreds of them and would write down things that I had not <clears throat> heard of or thought of or tried <clears throat> and added them into the post. And then I did research on each one to find out okay, well, what are good places to start if you want to do this ritual? Or what does science say about this ritual? And that's definitely not my, my strong suit is science background, but I did the research and put the information in there so that people could link through or click through the link to decide if this is something that they want to consider adding to their, their morning routine. To answer your question on some of the things that surprised me, was that your question? Yeah, absolutely. Some of the things that kind of threw you out, threw you not not for a loop, but just kind of like, whoa, that's interesting. Like maybe, you know, um, some particular thing that someone does during the morning or maybe like as late as someone's morning. Because my morning routine starts at, you know, probably around eight o'clock, which is not the latest. I'm sure there's other people out there who have much, you know, have later times that they start. Well, their it doesn't matter routine. when you start I and mean, you can start at eight or nine or ten. And exactly. You, you just go from there. It really has no difference the only difference might be if you have um, other distractions like if you're up super early in the morning and no one's up then you might have a quiet time in the house and that could help with certain rituals but other than that i, I really don't think it matters about the time that you start um some of the ones that were interesting or surprising to me uh, one of the things that i started doing after reading it this was scraping my tongue i don't know if you know about this or heard about this i haven't know much about it yeah, it's isn't it the thing that helps it helps with your breath yeah, or something like bad that, breath. right? And uh, as much as I hate to admit I can get bad breath, it was effective or has been effective most of the time. So that's one that I implemented from doing this. I tried intermittent fasting, not eating breakfast in the morning. That didn't go very well for me because I just felt sick a lot of the time and couldn't get past that one. Mm -hmm. um, do you know about the, the Wim Hof method? I've uh, re I've heard it, but uh, I'm drawing a bit of a blank. So re re kind of refresh my memory as well as what my audience, my audience may not have no yeah, idea a, what that is. There's a guy named Wim Hof who developed this method. And it's, uh, I haven't actually done it because it frightens me a little bit, but the people who have done it say it's amazing. And so what it is, is as soon as you wake up, you sit in a meditation, meditation posture, you do 30 power breaths where you inhale through your mouth or nose, and then you exhale through the, the mouth in these short bursts, kind of like blowing up a balloon. You hold your breath until you gasp, and then you take a deep breath and hold in for 10 seconds, and you repeat this six more rounds. So the, the problem and the reason I haven't done this yet is because you can sometimes make yourself pass out if you, if you, you know, work too hard and do this. And then after all this, you take a cold shower. Uh, and it sounds like a, a recipe for, for wow. torture, but 
there's a lot of uh, research that Wim Hof has done and people anecdotally will say that they have so much more energy and focus. Uh, it's used for sports performance, better sleep and reduced stress. Uh, so I know Tim Ferriss has interviewed uh, Wim Hof and has talked about the method in more detail there. So that's one that I haven't yet tried, but kind of surprised me when I was learning. So there's lots. Of, I encourage you to go check out this post because it's great. And the uh, there's and there is a lot there. And I know you're going to be spreading out this a little bit more. Probably by the time you're listening to this, this this these routines and these rituals are going to be all over the place. But the other the other place that we ran into as we get close to wrapping up here is the tribe conference. And it was another great conference held by my friend Jeff Goins. And you, I want to. I don't really write about. I don't really write about. Po- like these kind of things anymore when they're a little less timely uh, because uh, I, you know, the blog I wanted to keep as evergreen as possible. I normally talk about these things on my, you know, my pot either, either on this show, although I try to keep this evergreen or the daily podcast, the three, three minutes uh, uh, of time crafting with Mike Vardy, which you can subscribe to. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, how did tribe conference change your life? Cause you wrote about it, how it can, did it change your life? And if so, how can it? Yeah, I mean, definitely it it shifted my perspective on some things that I think will ultimately shape or shift the course of the direction that I'm heading. Uh, for me, uh, I found it really helpful to have conversations with other people who are at different stages of starting a business, mostly writing-related businesses, and the connection to some of the speakers. I know that you had the premium ticket, Mike, and having access to that space in the mm-hmm. back where you could have conversations with uh, people like Leo Babauta or Ryan Holiday that were there. And I think, yeah, you were at my table mm-hmm. with a, a mastermind for my blog with uh, Leo Babauta and Sean, Sean McCabe was there. Yeah, the, it was Sean McCabe, Sean Blanc, like a, it was a powerhouse yeah. table, that's for so sure. That, having that, <laughs> that, that access and that connection to people who um, have a lot of experience was super helpful. And then for me, when I left the conference and was on my way home, I just started getting all of these ideas coming to me. It was like flooding out of my head. It was like popcorn, just pop, 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 pop. And wrote you know, them all down. I think the next night I slept like one hour because ideas were just flooding into my head. And once I let the dust settle and uh, looked at the ideas later, they weren't all great ideas. I can tell you that. Middle of the night ideas are uh, on my forte. <laughs> They they never they generally yeah not yeah, all of them but can be there gold. were definitely a few in there that that, that shaped and shifted um, the direction that uh, I'm heading so I found it extremely fruitful and I got excited when the tickets went on sale I bought an extra ticket to give away to someone else because I wanted to see what could happen if I if I did that for someone else and generosity has been a theme of the past uh, year wanting to just do more, give more. And I thought this would be a fun way to do it. So I'm giving away a premium ticket to the 2018 conference, which is uh, late October in Nashville on the blog. And uh, I yep. guess you'll link that to that in the show notes of how people can answer that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm also going to link that you give away monthly books, uh, but you not just monthly books, but you <laughs> do monthly book giveaways. Uh, these books will last longer than a month. They don't expire within a month. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. But one of the things that that you know, as we you know, as as we're we're wrapping up here, I think that 
you know, I mean, the tribe conference, I think going to conferences is a big deal. You know, I think that 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 time, getting that time out there. And, and the great thing about routines and rituals is I find that if they're simple and they're flexible and they're durable, they can stand the, 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 you know, the, the weathering, uh, and, and maybe the, the, um, shall we say the, uh, kind of the, 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 the uncertainty of travel, you know, like when I travel, I can still do pretty much, and I'm not going to say a hundred percent, cause it's not like I bring my neutral bullet with me everywhere I go, but, and maybe I'm not doing my AeroPress coffee first thing in the morning, but I'm certainly having a coffee in the morning. And I'm certainly writing in my journal in the evening because the journal goes with me wherever I go. Like, so, you know, if you want, I think, and actually I'd be curious, when you were, when you go to conferences like WDS and you, your routines go with you, don't they? And you've built them in a way that allows you to make them portable uh, and potent at this the same time. This is a great time. question. Yeah, I, I, I definitely ha- have different routines or rituals for when I'm traveling, but I still like to keep them going. And the way that I like to refer to this or think about this is in terms of an accordion. So when I'm home and I have lots of time, the accordion is fully stretched and I have these morning rhythms and routines that I do. When I travel, it's compressing that accordion. And it could be other interruptions in my morning routine that could cause this too. If someone's visiting or if I out late the night before or I wake up later than I usually do, I will shorten the amount of time that I do certain rituals or might skip certain ones. And when I'm really busy, when it's like a travel day or even like WDS, uh, several mornings, I, I didn't have a ton of time. I have these three unwavering rituals that I'll make sure that I do no matter what. And I make them so simple that I pretty much can't forget to do them. And one of them is stretching, which could literally be touching my toes or just raising my arms in the air. The second is meditation, which can be uh, 10 to 15 seconds of just being mindful, as opposed to usually I'll spend 20 minutes in the morning meditating. And the third one is gratitude. I have a a Word doc that I'll normally write my gratitude in every day, but if I'm traveling, I'll just think of something I'm, I'm grateful for. And I found this really helpful for traveling because one of the biggest challenges with habits is when you get out of habits, it's so much harder to get back into habits and restart that. So by having these, making them so small and so easy that I can do them no matter what has helped me to keep that consistency and not feel bad about the fact that uh, I didn't do the habits that day. Craig, this has been a, a great conversation. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. I'm not going to the World Domination Summit this year, as it stands. Uh, and there's just there's just so many different conferences totally. that you can go to. But uh, I will, I will. My plan is to be at Tribe. So if I don't see you in Vancouver, which is where you are, which is just across the water from me, I will see you uh, at one of those conferences. Where can people uh, find you? Uh, I've got all the links in the show notes, but on like you know, obviously go to creategoodmornings.com. Go to the start here page because I've got that uh, linked in the show notes. But where can people find you on social if they want to connect with Twitter you? Twitter is the best place right now. Twitter at Craig Kulik, P-R-A-I-G-K-U-L-Y-K. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining Thanks, me Mike. today. Had a Craig. great time. And there you have it. 
Craig joined me. I had a great time chatting with him. I hope you check out all the show notes because it was just a phenomenal conversation. And uh, I, I really enjoyed having him on the show. And, uh, you know, again, if you get the chance to go to a, a World Domination Summit, I highly recommend that you do. Uh, I know that tickets are, are at this point, it's going to be impossible to go uh, for 2018, but 2019 is uh, coming along. So that's pretty cool. And the Tribe Conference, of course, right? Like that's that's an event that I'm going to be at. And, and so uh, I hope to see you there. And I know Craig's got some opportunities for you to go as well. So check out the show notes. And again, uh, don't forget to read what he wrote about what he learned in my academy. Also, don't forget to thank John Polstra if you can. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to thank him right now for producing the show. I want to thank my team for putting together the show notes and the imagery and all that stuff. And I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of the show. Until next time, I am your host, Mike Vardy, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. <laughs>